Welcome to Sports and a Slice of Life. And now, here's your host, Dave Lewis. Once upon a time, he was freezing in Cheney, Washington with no money, paying dues, old car. Now you're at Stanford. The Bradford M. Freeman Director of Football's Troy Taylor. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Do you ever think about that, Coach, like where you were and then you walk around what you call Disneyland and yeah. say, man, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, sometimes, you know, it's, uh, it's sometimes you have those those moments. I think a little bit about, you know, uh, people have been in this position prior, like Bill Walsh, somebody that I really, you know, admired and uh, de- definitely had a huge influence on on me um, that I'm in his chair. And that, that's pretty cool. But, you know, typically I'm moving on to something else or um, so I don't spend too much time thinking about that. But the great thing is, is all my stops that I've had, I mean, they were never a stop to get anywhere else. It was always just enjoying where I'm at. I could have stayed at Folsom High School, you know, forever and been really happy. And Eastern Washington was great. Love Sacramento State. And then now I'm here. So um, I love working with people. I love coaching and um, watching guys grow and, and improve and, and have, you know, watch them have success. And to be a part of that is an honor. And uh, no matter where you're at. Well, after going 30 and 8 at Sac State, this was a no-brainer job to take. And I was thinking about your last few days at Sac State. You had the playoff game with Incarnate Word. It ended darn near midnight, 1145, 66-63 uh, to the final. Then maybe 10, 12 hours later at Stanford. What about that kind of emotional roller coaster you were on during that period of time? Yeah, it was, um, you know, obviously I knew I was taking the the, the job the, the night before. And, you know, just really focused on, on finishing, um, you know, playing that game and hopefully winning and continue. We were, I was going to finish the entire season there at Sacramento state. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I got home at two in the morning or whatever. And a uh, car came and picked me up at like six in the morning, a few hours later. And then it was uh, pretty much a sprint for the next two months. And uh, it was fun, but um, hiring a staff, uh, recruiting our existing players, trying to keep everybody to stay put in Palo Alto and then recruiting a new class and, um, you know, and figuring out the university and how things work and all that. It was, uh, it was definitely a busy time. I don't know if I'd ever want to do that again, the two weeks of, uh, it being a little bit numb, you know, you're moving so fast, but now things have settled in. I'm very routine oriented. So now that um, I'm in a routine, it feel, and I have my staff and everything it feels really good. At what point were you able to catch your breath, you know, get a little downtime and what'd you do? Yeah, you know, probably Christmas, not till Christmas, really. Um, I was able to get some downtime and go back and just hang out with my family. But uh, really, it wasn't until then. It was it was uh, not really a lot of a lot of downtime. You built the program in Sacramento, coach, from nothing, thirty and eight over your four years. Won your last nineteen consecutive Big Sky games, and you did it in a different way. So you used the transfer portal to plug in gaps quarterback even cornerback jc linebacker obviously stanford's a different strategy in terms of how you build the program what do you tell a stanford kid or a prospective stanford kid when you Mm -hmm. sit in their living room and what are you looking for uh to be that unicorn you're looking for yeah i think you know uh, obviously the pool of the stanford student athlete is very small and you got to go all over the country where at sacramento state you know we could predominantly recruit california and Northern California and Southern California was big for us as well. But uh, we could really focus on that and never really get on a, a 
plane further than, you know, an hour flight here, we got to go all over the country. Um, but it's pretty clear what we're looking for. We're looking for, for guys that want to be elite students and play elite football and not everybody can do that. And so, um, but I do think the appeal that Stanford has, we're the only power five school that offers the degree that, that we offer. Um, so we feel good about our niche and, um, it's uh, again, you got to find specific people, but once you find the right person, they're drawn to this place just because it's, it's really incredible. Um, what it can offer you, not just, you know, your four years there and playing football, but, uh, beyond that for the rest of your life. And I feel great about offering that and truthfully saying that there's not a better university in the world for you. Um, and you get to play big time Pac-12 football. You know, for the Stanford fans that, just know, hey, Troy Taylor's got this creative offense and you're going to be throwing it all over the place. Hey, you run the ball. I mean, that's the foundation of what you do. You got to play, you know, grind it when you got to grind it, throw it when you, you got to throw it as well. Can you talk about the epiphany you had? Because I remember you telling me one time you were at Folsom and you weren't killing it yet, but you were yeah. watching a college game. Yeah. Some kind of light bulb went off and it changed your life in terms of how you approach offense. Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, you know, I had, when I got to Folsom, I just really, it was a college football coach for a few years and uh, learned the West coast scheme, which is great, which is Bill Walsh's scheme. It still has tons of his foot fingerprints all over the, 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 the system. But I really went in with just the intention of running the kind of the, the, the West coast scheme. And we weren't very good. We went, um, we had Folsom had went from like a three, a program to a one, a program in the best league in the, in the area. And we didn't adjust very well. We, we went 15 and 15 and, and I'm a, I'm not a great loser. And so it became apparent that we had to do something different. And, uh, I was watching, I think it was a Utah game. Um, they were in the, um, the, the mountain West at the time. I think it was when urban Meyer was there and, um, they were just doing things differently that had back then in 2004 that, um, you know, not everybody had done tempo using the whole field quarterback run game, um, just really in a kind of an attack mindset. And so from that point on, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something a little differently. And so kind of from then on, we just used that class at Folsom high school as a, as a real laboratory where we just tried, you know, for, you know, 14 years, anything that kind of came to mind that was unique or different or thought had a chance to, to be successful, we just started experimenting with it. And because we had that class, we were able to work offense every single day in that class. Um, and we created really the offensive system that is being used now. Um, so if it wasn't for me getting out of college football and being able to come back and, and be at a high school where I was free to kind of do things um, kind of the way I want to do them and experiment and kind of find my own coaching voice, not to over dramatize or anything, but kind of find my own voice and how I'm going to do things and figure that out under not a lot of speculation or not really anybody paying attention for me was a, was a, a real opportunity that, you know, you wouldn't expect. I kind of thought I was the guy that was the college football coach that was going to come there and use the system and kind of blow everybody away. And what it was is it didn't work and I had to figure out how to do it we had to figure out how to do it at Folsom high school. And, um, we were able to do that. And then it gave me a great deal of confidence and also, um, kind of what works. And so still doing that, still morphing things, still trying to find a better way of doing it. But, um, really the, the basis and the nuts and bolts of w what I'm doing here at Stanford all started at Folsom high school. How long did it take before you felt like you had it dialed in? Like, okay, this is something that really works and we can go far with it. Yeah. So I would say, you know, once we, um, 
we won the first section championship against Grant in 2010. Um, I still have a, a picture of that um, and I carry wherever I go of Chris and I, Richardson, uh, um, celebrating after that game in Ten Hornet Stadium. So that goes with me everywhere. It just kind of reminds me that's the that's the time when I first realized, hey, I, we're, we're doing this. You know, we're pretty good at this and this is working and it gave, gives us confidence. I think life is about having confidence and believing in yourself. So something based on, you know, not just making something up, but really believing in yourself and what you're doing. And, and so from that point on, uh, we just didn't stop trying to get better and create different ways. We weren't satisfied. We tried to outdo ourselves each year. And I think we did that. And then when I got to the you know, that last year before I went to Eastern Washington, it just kind of felt like we had done the things that kind of set out to do and wanted a new challenge. And so embarked on that. And then um, with the expectation that at some point I was hoping to be a head football coach yeah, at some place in college football, whether not, not any specific place, but um, Sacramento State was a great fit. And then Stanford is a, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, we have a different audience. So we've talked about the story privately. We've talked about it with a Sacramento audience going back old school, Max Miller. And you're a great high school player, um, but it didn't start off great for you. And right. it kind of shaped you in terms of being loyal and sticking with guys. Can you talk about yeah. that, the interception early on? In yeah. So my, you know, um, back then there, um, you know, when we moved, I moved around a lot as a kid. We just moved a lot. And went to three high schools um, and we moved from Bella Vista High School to Cordova High School. We didn't own a house. So it wasn't that big of a deal. We just kind of moved neighborhoods. Um, and then, I ended, um, you know, but you do feel pressure when your whole family moves for you. And it put in a really for the first time in my life, put in a tremendous amount of work to be really good at playing quarterback. And I felt a lot of pressure, you know, uh, moving the family over and putting all this time into it. And, um, I won the starting job over a really good player that was the starting quarterback the year before. Um, and we were playing my old school, as luck would have it, uh, Bell Vista High School in the first game. And my first pass, I threw an interception. And um, one of the assistant coaches on the on the staff, uh, not the head coach, Max Miller was always a big believer in me, wanted to pull me, wanted to, to get me out of the game and put the other quarterback in. In fact, I was standing there as he was telling Max Miller to go with the other quarterback. And I really uh, will never forget it. It was a turning point in my life. Max never even looked at the guy on the sideline and just said, Troy's our quarterback. And then uh, I went back in and then we had an unbelievable year. It really changed my life. And I was able to get a scholarship to Cal. And, um, but that was the, that was the kind of the, the turning point really. And if it wasn't for Max Miller, um, you know, I wouldn't have certainly wouldn't have gotten a scholarship and probably wouldn't be here. So um, at the end of the day, I owe a lot to Max for just, believing in me. And what I take with me from that is, you know, the, the human element and the human connection and how important that is to have somebody that believes in you. Um, you know, it just has to be one person can really make, make a huge difference, you know, and I try to do that as a, as a coach and as a parent um, and uh, knowing that how powerful that is. Do you think about that? Maybe a kid throws a pick and there's a 17 year old Troy Taylor yeah. saying, man, I want, you know, someone to believe in me where you stayed with that guy. I mean, maybe Jake Dunaway yeah. could have been yanked at Sac State for throwing a pick, but you hung in there with him. Yeah, absolutely. I think all the time, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I've not been a person that has uh, pulled a quarterback. Oh, I don't think I ever have. Um, I'm trying to think back. Um, 
not permanently at least, you know, um, they've always had the job the whole time and just kind of being equally yoked with them. And that I've, I always look at it, if the quarterback's not playing well, it's, it's mostly on me because I'm, I haven't prepared him or the system and I'm not trying to skew that. I really do believe that if, if the offense isn't producing and the quarterback isn't playing well, we've got to adjust and figure it, figure it out and do something a little bit differently. Um, and then hopefully the quarterback feels the same way only on his side. So we kind of work together and then usually, usually it works out. Luckily I've had really good players, really good quarterbacks that are really committed uh, to their craft and, and, uh, you know, obviously Jake Dunaway and then Ash O'Hara, those guys were, were awesome, really great guys to coach and, and taught me a lot about what being a good teammate is and, um, being selfless and putting the team first. So, um, I'm still learning every day. Would you ever do that again? I know um, heading into that one year, their junior years, who are you yeah. going to go with? Who are you gonna, and ultimately ended up playing two guys, which kind of set college football like on its ear. Hey, how's this guy getting away playing two quarterbacks? Yeah, I've that never done it before. I've never done it before. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. I'm not against it. You know, um, I, I, uh, it certainly it can work. We, sh- we showed that. I do think the, the personality and the character of the quarterbacks has to be unique. As I've told you before, the, those guys are really special guys. They rooted for each other. There was no jealousy. There were no hidden agendas. They just wanted to be successful, and they wanted each other to be successful. That is unusual. And that doesn't mean the quarterbacks that aren't that way are bad guys. It's just inherently, you know, people kind of think about themselves first, and those guys never did, which still amazes me. Um, but, yeah, I would do it again if it uh, – if it presented itself, if it can help us, I mean, the, the benefits are great, right? You always have two guys that are ready to go. If somebody gets hurt or whatever, you, you've, you've got a guy that has the, uh, the amount of preparation to do it. The good thing in our system is our, our ones and our twos, you know, they get the almost exactly the same amount of reps. So I always feel like the first and second quarterbacks are, are ready to roll. Yeah. The two, and you at least toyed for maybe five minutes about the idea of playing three, the three amigos, Right. <laughs> Tell the fans about that story, uh, the inspiration uh, behind it and how it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I sometimes will really, I'll really buy into things and then I try to sell it to my coaches. So um, we were going to go with three quarterbacks and I was calling it the, uh, the three amigos, the amigos package, which is a relatively unknown movie to, to everybody, but you and I uh, <laughs> with uh, Dana Garvey and Chevy Chase and, um, I can't think of the other actor, but anyways, Stewart, right? Steve yeah, Martin. there you go. It's a really funny movie. And the movie is there's, there's, there's these three guys and their way of, of beating the bad guy. El Guapo is they're going to dress everybody up in amigo outfits. So they're, they're going to be coming from everywhere. You don't know who the real three amigos are. So the whole town, they were, they were, they were best at sewing so they could sew up outfits. So our idea was to get three quarterbacks on the field. And it started out, I had like, six plays, you know, we're going to work these Amigo plays. And then it got down to four and then went down to three. And then eventually it wound up, I think, with two plays. And so the Amigo package, uh, yeah, it doesn't have a huge reputation other than I think we threw a throwback screen to to Caden Bennett for the Amigo package. And then we used it in the playoffs once. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, for, for, a, for a moment there, Dave, I thought I was going to change the face of college football, but it didn't it didn't work out that way. And then you came to your senses. <laughs> hey Troy, you mentioned uh, you know, having someone believe in you, and Bo Baldwin, you know, gave you a shot at Eastern. Kyle Whittingham, Utah, of course, yeah. Mark Orr. You'll always be grateful for Sacramento State, and, and ultimately, 
um, at Stanford. Also your family though, yeah. right? I mean, they hung, you took a job that went to yeah. Eastern and you bounced around. What does that mean to you to have, you know, those folks at home that were in your corner yeah. and have it pay off like it has? Yeah. Anybody that's, you know, existing really has had somebody behind them. And if you've had success, there's, there's always somebody there. You know, I always tell, tell our players that if you have one great parent, you're really lucky. Just one, one great parent. If you have two, you've, you've won the lottery, you know? And so um, I've had a lot of great, I've obviously I had great parents. My mom is an angel. Um, and then I've had great people along the line that gave me an opportunity. And Max Miller, starting with Max, many that I can't even, you know, there are too many to mention, but Bo Baldwin gave a guy that was a high school coach and allowed him to be the offensive coordinator at an already school that was really good. It still blows me away that he did that. Um, and then, uh, you know, Mark Orr and the staff there, and then uh, Bernard Muir here at, at Stanford and all the people. So I'm always uh, flabbergasted somebody would believe in you enough to give you that opportunity. And my family, yeah, my wife, uh, we would have never moved up to Eastern Washington if she would have said no. It would have been the end of the story, and I would have been fine with it and staying at Folsom. And But she she said, let's do it, you know. And and my kids, God bless them, you know, my, my son went to three high schools just like me. Um, they never complained, you know, they, they were just, they were awesome. So I'm a lucky guy, you know, um, I've been able to get away with doing what I love for pretty much my entire life and, and, and I get paid to do it. So kind of like you, Dave, right. We're doing what we like and people pay us money. So it's a good deal. Well, your deal's a little better than mine. <laughs> hey, Troy, I remember asking you when you started at Sac State, I say, Hey, how long will it take? to be competitive, to be good. And your answer always stuck with me. You said, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And for Stanford fans, just know it's going to happen yeah. with Trey Taylor. So that's not my same answer. I feel the same way here, Dave. I've, I I know we're going to be champions. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen. It, it might be the first year. I don't know. It might be the second, third or whatever, but I do believe it'll happen uh, with every fiber of my body. Um, it's just, uh, we just got to keep putting the work in and, I don't have a crystal ball, but I know we have everything here that we need to be successful in the future, whether it's a first year or not. Um, we'll get there. But, you know, that's the whole challenge is of moving forward each day and getting a little better. Hopefully you see results right away. But sometimes, you know, sometimes it takes a while. Yeah, you and Stanford are the right fit. Uh, congratulations on the position. And I really appreciate your time. Go Stanford. Anytime. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate you. That is Stanford head football coach Troy Taylor. You can't subscribe to The Dave Lewis Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the video version on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. The subscriptions, smash that subscription button. The five-star reviews, the comments are huge. Certainly helps out in a big way. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) 